2: we share true stories from our experiences to dispel fear where we can and help you discover the amazing layers that make up the paranormal world. You are invited to gather around the metaphysical table with us and discuss the worlds of the unseen on the Gathering Radio Show. Hello everyone, welcome to the Gathering Radio Show on the ParaX Radio Network. I'm Stephanie And I'm Heidi, and we're here gathering around
1: the table on another Tuesday night. What kind of a table is it? Metaphysical table. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. A table. Metaphysical table.
2: Whatever. (laughs) I was trying to read chat room stuff. (laughs) I know. Me too. I was trying to catch up at the same time. Um, So I just have to say this. So Mercury Retrograde ends this week, and I have never been so excited in my life. (laughs) It's been a bad one this year, this this month I should say, for me anyway. Well, no, I was going to say I didn't sleep. even know. <laughs> Why? I
1: didn't even know it was happening until about halfway through and maybe it was in the show last week and I was like, "Oh, it's
2: Mercury retrograde weird. I had no idea this time." Oh God. Which is beautiful. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, it affected me hands down. I mean, even before it started, it was like crazy and I was cranky and crabby. And then one of our friends said, well, stop, it's Mercury retrograde next week. And I'm like, oh, it's affecting me already. Wow. I wonder how this is going to work out, you know? But yeah, so I'm happy to see the tail end of that. And, you know, on the same day that Mercury goes direct, um, we have a new moon. So that is always a good thing. (sighs) Everybody breathe with me. (sighs) (laughs) It's all good. It's all good. So, Yes. So how are you, Heidi? Excellent.
1: Not struggling through Mercury retrograde. So that's, <laughs> that's a thing.
2: So yeah, it's yeah. good. How about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm good too. And you know what? This beautiful, cool Minnesota weather is just, uh, just tickling my fancy. Can I just say? Love it. <laughs> Interesting way <laughs> to put it. Okay. I am not, you know what? I am not a fan of hot weather, as you know. And yeah. we've suffered through 100 degree temperatures for like five days last week. So, my goodness, this is this is my kind of weather. Yeah, it's definitely a shift, and it definitely fits with paranormal
1: investigating. Mm-hmm. I've got another class tomorrow night uh, mm-hmm. that I'm teaching, and so that'll be fun. And it always it always seems like it's a little. Um, I don't know, it fits better when it have a little cooler weather than the paranormal for some reason. I don't know, but because the paranormal doesn't stop just because it's warm or whatever. It's always paranormal season, but it just feels like for investigating it's I don't know, it fits a
2: little better in the fall, I guess. Well, it does. And even this morning when I was out walking with Melly, you know, now we're up walking at, you know, we've up, we've been walking at six forever, but it's been summer, so it's been light outside and now it's completely dark and it had rain, so it was kind of like gloomy and foggy and it was like, ooh, this is, you know, kind of spooky-ooky out here. <laughs> so, yeah, for sure, definitely. It, it definitely sets the mood, doesn't it?
1: Yep, I think so.
2: So, yeah, it's been... uh It's, it's been good. We had,
1: uh, I'm excited. We had, um, I don't know, I think I probably talked about this last week, an investigation a couple weeks ago in your neck of the woods, right? Mm -hmm. And just got another piece of evidence from that that I posted on our Facebook page of just some loud, loud uh, activity happening at this community center, Mm -hmm. you know, basically asking for, um, you know, making a sound. Can you let us know you're here? And just, all sorts of racket happening that they couldn't. Mm-hmm. So I was excited to see that. So I'm excited to get into some more investigations. We've got quite a few, I think mm-hmm. four or five of them coming up in the next month, which includes our guests tonight. And mm-hmm. so I'm excited to just get out there and see what's going on because, you know, the season, mm-hmm. we're changing. It's getting it darker. Is. I think activity starts to time. ramp
2: up. So the thinning of the veil The thinning of the veil, I know. I was just thinking, you know, in a week or two, now I'm going to have to start going over to the park and see if I can find that weird ghoul thing that chased me through there. (laughs) Probably not alone this time. I was going to (laughs) say, don't go alone. But then maybe it won't show itself to me if I'm not alone. I'm just saying. Well, there's a catch-22 for you. I know, I know. I'll have to have the the, um, flashlight, a flashlight with me for sure. I didn't have one last time. So, well, I was running through course, the woods but blind, you know, in the dark. <laughs>
1: a flashlight's but, good, but if you're
2: by yourself, then what? Well, I don't know. It's not going to yeah. hurt me, right? It's just scary. Oh. But you know what? <laughs> Let's what? hope. Yes. Well, I mean, I mean, it did. I tell you what, you know, things don't bug me. Things don't get to me, but that thing did get to me. <laughs> and I'm surprised I well, didn't that, break my leg on the way out.
1: <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. You got to yeah. be careful, especially just out in the woods. Yeah. Alone, and if you tripped and fell, like and your phone went flying. I mean, you got to be careful. So,
2: Screen. ah, come and help me, and then this thing would come and get me, right? No, <laughs> the owls would help me. So, by the way, my owls were in the trees around my house yesterday morning when I was out walking with Melly. Oh, I was so happy to hear Mama. Can I just say I just loved it? So, anyway, a good start to the fall when Mama comes around for sure.
1: That's good. Good.
2: Yeah. So who do we have on the show tonight, Heidi? Well, I'm excited for our guests tonight. We have
1: Pete Click and Sarah Weigel from the Christie House Museum, which is in Long Prairie, Minnesota. And they're here to talk about everything you could ever hope to know about the Christie House. And so I'm very excited to have you both on the show. Welcome to both of you. Thank you. So we're going to talk about a whole a whole bucket of stuff tonight when it comes to the Christie house. Uh, First of all, I'd love for, for you to share, what is the Christie house?
0: Well, it's the Christie house is a Victorian home. It was built in 1901 by Dr. Christie, who was the first uh, doctor and surgeon in, in the long Prairie area. And, uh, it's, uh, Pretty unique house. It's it's a three story Victorian house uh, built in the Queen Anne style. And uh, the the unique thing about it is that the the Christies were very frugal people, and they never threw anything away. So when the last Doctor Christie died, and they didn't know what to do the with the house, my mother was instrumental in. Getting them to donate it to the city as a museum, and when they went into the house and the carriage house to to kind of get things together and put it back together, they found all the old furniture and furnishings from when the house was built. So it's according to the Minnesota Historical Society, it's the most complete house in the state of Minnesota with with uh, the original furnishings in it. So the only thing that's not original to it is the uh, the wood stove, which when electricity came, they changed over to to electric stove, and the uh, they put an electric ice box in instead of the old fashioned uh, ice box that the, the ice man would bring ice for. So it's it's a pretty un- unique house, and it's stayed the same for, since 1901 when it was built,
1: which I think is fascinating after especially having been there it's fascinating that everything stayed the same i mean like you said i mean it's rare and i've been into a lot of places stephanie you've been in a lot of old mm-hmm. places it's rare to find the original furniture in a home yeah. right mm-hmm. in a, in anything like a museum a home anything that's 120
2: some odd years old right well so, because- that's because usually it's you know they get rid of it they add new but then if they want to bring it back to that cent or that time period they have to go and buy stuff from you know dealers right so it's never the same right right so
1: yeah that i found fascinating and even in like the cupboards right in the kitchen there's still items not food of course but items that would have been used back in when the last person lived there
0: yes and there's uh all the china and uh, the crystal and everything is original to the home and when you open the cupboards up there's still a lot of spices and stuff in the old wood boxes the way they used to come from you know 75 100 years ago so everything stayed pretty much the same the laundry room still has the old washboards in it and everything and the uh, uh the dining room table, which we had the, the crystal or the china that was used for everyday china on display there. But uh, a year ago, uh, one of the the uh, surviving Christie's said that they had the original fancy china and they gave it back to the house. So now the table's set with 23-quart carat gold uh plated china that the Christie's used only for special occasions. So that that's really something to see if you visit the house and you you see this table that's just full of all this gold china and, and beautiful crystal. And plus in the dining room, there's a uh, a stained glass window that when it was put in, the colors in it reflect the, the sunrise, the sunset, uh, as it shined in the window when they were eating their meals. So it's a pretty special place.
1: When I was there last year, we were in the dining room doing the original tour, and the sun was setting, and it was magnificent. It was so beautiful. So, yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really a remarkable place just going in and seeing that this, you know, like you said, Steph, it's not stuff that had to be brought in from mm-hmm. wherever to kind of set it up to look like period home. This Mm -hmm. is the period home. I think it's interesting, though, too, that you you mentioned they were frugal people. But this does not look like the home of frugal people, really. You know, it's a pretty impressive home. So how does that work?
0: Well, it was built for $5,000, which in 1901 was a lot of money. But uh, in talking to people that that, uh, knew the Christie's and did things with the Christie's, uh, it was kind of funny, because I remember when I was younger, Dr. Christie would go play golf, and he had a string tied to his golf tee, <clears throat> so that when he hit the tee, he wouldn't lose it. And <laughs> But yet, these people said that when they go down to the University of Minnesota to uh, football games and sporting events, they said money was no problem. The minute they got out of town, he was a free spender, but as soon as he came back to town, he was... Reverted back to his old ways, so it's uh, so in certain I- items, and they they spent a lot of money. <laughs> in other things, they didn't spend much. So, uh, and the house was very important to him, I think. So, as a gathering place, so they they spent which five thousand dollars, you know, today isn't much, but back then it was a lot of money. So, and and they made it a very special place to entertain people and and to have things going on. And the house was set up, too, so that uh, they had pocket doors in it that you could close the house off from the library, and the doc, which was also the doctor's office, so that they could have things going on in the house, and he could still be treating patients. And his wife was very active in the community, and she started uh, the Women's a, Guild. The Women's Guild and, like, the Ladies Aid or whatever and different things like that that are still going today in the, in the town. So. Very awesome. Added.
1: So you're, you're talking about Dr. Christie, but there were two Dr. Christies, correct?
0: Yeah. there was The first Dr. Christie was Dr. George Christie. And he was the one that came to town originally. And uh, he was invited to, to come to Long Prairie by Dr. Lewis of Sox Center. And Dr. Lewis of Sox Center was Sinclair Lewis's father, who, for those that don't know, Sinclair Lewis wrote Main Street, which was a Pulitzer Prize winning novel. So Mm -hmm. he was quite a famous person. And uh, then him and his wife had four children. And uh, his his son, uh, Bob, became a doctor. And then Bob went, went, served in World War I in the uh, Medical Corps. Then he came back to Long Prairie and lived in the house until uh, the 1970s when he died. So, so the, the Christies were living in the house from 1901 until the, I think it was 1976 when when Dr. Bob died.
1: Wow, and I just I think I'm going back to the furniture again. Can you imagine growing up in the house that was your childhood home? So I'm thinking of Dr. Bob, right? He grows yeah. up in this, his childhood home, comes back, everything's exactly the same, and then he doesn't even change anything.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, kind he, of unheard of. It is.
0: Yeah. And, and a lot of the clothes were his dad's clothes that were still hanging there. And uh, if you visit the house, which you did, Heidi, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, up in the third level in the attic area, there's a buffalo robe. Or a buffalo coat that he that the original dr. Christie used to wear when he went out on calls and uh it cost so much money that he bought it on pay, credit payments, but it was you put it on it it it's heavy and warm so mm-hmm. and then there's also skin that he threw over his legs when he'd go out in the carriage and make calls in the country so uh so it it's 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 pretty cool how everything's still still there.
1: Yeah. Well, and I was I was thinking about that coat actually when we were leaving that night that we were there because it was pretty chilly out that that night that we were there and we got out of there I don't know 11:30 something like that and walking outside just to get to our vehicles. I'm thinking about the carriage, right? The carriage that Dr. Christie had because he would go to people's houses, right? And he would have to go out in any weather if it was an emergency, which I'm sure happens. People would come to get him. Or I think at some point probably they had phones and they would call and he would have to go out and in this inclement weather, whatever. And so I'm guessing the the buffalo coat and and all the while well, you're in this open carriage. That was a necessity.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sure it was to stay warm in the cold winters. And you know, in the house, one thing unique about the house also is the master bedroom. Uh, there's the master bedroom, and then there's a little room right off it that had uh, pocket doors that closed. And Doctor Christie would would stay in that room so that he wouldn't disturb his wife when the maid would come and get him to uh, to have to go out in the middle of the night so he could get up and get dressed and and go out and the stable boy would get the carriage ready and he'd hop in it in the middle of the night. So it's, it's kind of a unique bedroom set up up there on the second floor where he could close it off so he wouldn't have to disturb anybody in the house.
3: And he could ring the stable boy. There was a bell in the, this second room, if you will. So he could ring the bell and that would send a signal to the stable boy who was in, he had a room underneath and he would get everything ready to go. And then when Dr. Christie walked out, then the horse and carriage were all ready to go for him to go off to his medical call.
0: Wow. So and we do have a replica carriage uh, at the house now and we purchased that a few years ago and that carriage was... Uh, built in minneapolis in like 1903 so it actually goes with with what you know was happening back when the house was first built and everything so it's
1: yeah i remember seeing it and that's where i i'm heading to the car and i'm looking at that thing going nope not you could no way how did people do how did they do it it's this cold out and it wasn't even winter time, and you're going to hop in that thing and travel miles and miles, which would take a long time in a horse-drawn carriage, in this cold. Mm, brave souls. <laughs> when were you there, Heidi? What time of year? It was last October. Yeah, it was right at October? the end of October. Huh? And we did an investigation there, and it was, it was cool. It was cool just to see the house as it is. If that's mm-hmm. all we did is tour the house, it was worth right. it right, right there. But then to do a paranormal investigation on top of it was very cool.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
1: and we will be talking about the paranormal aspect of the house here in the show, uh, but love to hear the history part too. I think that's part of why paranormal investigators do this. Part of it's just because of the history of, of our country, of, of wherever, and, um, and preserving that too. Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. You know, one thing unique about the Christie family, too, is besides having ties with Sinclair Lewis, uh, one of Dr. George Christie's sons married Charles Lindbergh's half-sister, and Charles Lindbergh was the first person to fly solo across the Atlantic. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of ties in with that family to a lot of American history. And and Dr. George Christie was also active in not only the community, but the state and everything. And when, uh, President McKinley was elected, uh, he, he took the electoral college votes from Minnesota to Washington DC to be counted. So, so he, you know, there's a lot of us and uh, ties to America and to Minnesota and the world even in the family. And they did travel too. So they, uh, It's it's a lot of unique things that happened in the house. Mm -hmm. Now this house. Oh, go ahead. I was
2: just going to say who owns the house now? I mean, what happened, what happened to the
0: Christie's? What happened was when Dr. uh, Bob died, the Christie, the house sat empty. And my mother was friends with some of the Christie's and they'd come to the house and talk to her and, you know, what do we do with this house? We don't know what to do. And she said, well, why don't you give it to the city of Long Prairie as a museum? Because it's so unique. So they gave it to the city of Long Prairie. And then there was a, the Christie home society was formed to oversee the house and to take care of it and to keep it up. And that's Sarah and I, and a number of other people are, our that's our responsibility, and and uh, you know I I got into it because my mother was involved in it, and then she'd got me on the board because I was a fix it guy.
2: It's like when things needed
0: fixing, she'd say, "Yeah, you know how to do this? Go do it." And then uh, when she died at ninety eight. uh We had a meeting one time and everybody said, well, you're the president now. And it's like, well, hold it a minute. I'm not running for president. It's like, no, you don't have a choice. You are. (laughs) So (laughs) the
3: rest of us got on board. And
0: that's how. And then (laughs) Sarah's mother got into it. And then I told Sarah, we need some young blood on this. All us people are 60, 70, 80 years old on this board. (laughs) So you're coming to help. Yeah, and she couldn't say no, no, so she's such a good person. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs>
3: and and I and I used to tour it with my sister and our family, and we called her Grandma Dorothy, and Grandma Dorothy would take us on tours and tell us all the the secrets about the house and you know little things about it and the family, and so we have been going and taking tours, and so it was just kind of a natural progression, and so um, Pete as the president, and then I do all the other secretarial and social things with it. And so that's how we support the Christie House and keep it going with the the museum aspect.
1: So what year was it donated to the city?
0: Uh, It was placed on the National Historic Register in 2006, and I think it was donated to the city in about 2001, 2002. Okay. So it, it did stay stand empty for quite a few years before it was, you know, it, it started becoming a museum again, so. The
3: Women's Guild took care of it. The, yeah. this, okay. the Women's Guild of Long Prairie, there was a group of women who took care of the house, the gardening, you know, cleaning, ensuring that everything stayed in its natural state and it was protected, essentially.
1: So is that the guild that Mrs. Christie started? Yes. Oh, well, right. there you go.
3: Full
0: so.
1: circle. Perfect.
0: So it all comes full circle.
1: <laughs> it does. That's very cool. So your mom was pretty active in the house getting it to the to the museum status, right? Yep. And then it sounds like being a integral part of it being a museum.
0: Yes. Yeah, she was and she you know, people still say they see her in the window and <laughs> You know, or they see somebody in the window and, and we've heard from people that visit the house and different paranormal people that uh, yeah, she's, over, she's keeping an eye on the house and make sure you people are taking care of her house the way it's supposed to. <laughs> and uh, one of the one of the people that comes every once in a while says she gets a little upset when we have too many people in the house or like a few years ago, we had a wine tasting and she wasn't too crazy about us having the wine tasting and all the food and, and all the things going on that, that go with the wine tasting. And, but uh, I think she, she probably also understands that by having these things, we're able to keep the house going and pay some of the bills. So, uh, but a lot of people say they, they see her there or or know she's there or paranormal people have talked to her. And uh, so, it's, she's still in the house, we think.
1: Still Keep keeping an eye out. Keeping
0: okay. an eye on us.
3: She has a chair.
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, in fact.
3: She has a chair that she likes in a certain yeah, spot.
0: There, where she can look out a window. And uh, when we have, every year we have a cars and carriages, which we invite people to bring old Model A's, Model T's, and uh, uh, antique carriages And then we have an open house so people can visit the house. And one of the people that was visiting came down and we were outside by the cars. And she said, "Uh, you got to come upstairs with me. I said, why? Well, your mother's upset because when they replastered the third floor, they didn't put her chair back so she could look out for the, the window. So we have to go up and move it. So we went and moved it, and she came back down this gal came down about ten minutes later, and she says, "Okay, Dorothy's happy now. She can look out the window <laughs> so <laughs> so Dorothy is Dorothy's
2: the- you- oh sorry Dorothy's. go ahead. Dorothy's mm-hmm. your mother, so yeah. it's not Mrs. Christie that's still there. it's your mother.
0: no, it's my mother yeah well, how does that make you feel
2: Oh, well, good. do you see her
0: no do you, you feel I, her? Do you experience her i you know the only thing I ever experienced at the house is we had some people from Texas that I took there one night that were doing a a a show for the paranormal network and I was there with another paranormal person plus this these couple people that were doing filming and you know they had all the voice boxes and all the other stuff that mm-hmm. and uh I was standing in the uh the living room and I saw something get up from the table and walk in front of me and go up the stairs. And I asked this paranormal person standing next to me when we were getting ready to leave the living room. I said, do you see anything in here? What do you mean? I said, well, you know, like a ghost or a spirit or whatever you call them. And he said, well, yeah, I saw somebody that looked like old Dr. George get up from the table and walk in front of you and me and go up the stairs. And he says, well, I said, well, what was he wearing? He told me and he says, why are you asking these questions? I said, because I never see any of this. And I saw it tonight. Saw it. So, you know, I said, this is pretty unusual for me to see it. And I said, it was just as clear as day when he walked by me that that was old Dr. Dr. George. So hmm. that's, that's my experience with the house. But a, a lot of people have all kinds of experiences there that, that they see or things that go on. And uh, we've had we had a, a gal that was helping clean the house. That I mean, she said, people are all crazy. There's no ghosts, you know, and she's just adamant adamant that there's no ghosts. And she was in the carriage house cleaning the the decoy because we got an antique decoy collection. She was cleaning the cabinets in that. And uh, after she got finished, she put them all back together and locked them because we have locks on all the glass doors. And she walked out of the room and she heard this big bang. And she was wondering if the glass broke or something. And she went and asked another person that was there, did you hear that? And they said, no, I didn't hear anything. What? Well, there was a big bang. Like, were you trying to scare me or something? The person said no. And she walked back into the decoy room. And in one of the locked cabinets, there was a Christie House brochure sitting on the, on one of the shelves and she said, I just cleaned that shelf. There was no brochure in there. So whatever happened, happened. And then when she was in the house cleaning after that, she said, she told us, she said, I'm never going in that house alone again. And I said, <laughs> why? She says, because there's stuff going all over the place. I see things flying by me and and shadows. And, and she says, I'm not going. Somebody's got to go in it with me or I'm not going to clean anymore. <laughs> so. <laughs> wow. That's so, a,
1: that's quite the turnaround,
0: right? It is. Yeah. It is. So now and she you, believes in the ghosts. <laughs> but she So it was back. so this house
2: was featured on TV at one time?
0: Uh, what show was yeah. it? Well, I don't know. These people were for some paranormal. It was 230 minute segments they did and I don't know. They were from they Texas, from, Texas and they they did some paranormal, you know, they did paranormal mm. videos investigations. and investigations and Oh, and so it did, was not
2: like a Travel channel thing or something. No, I don't. Okay. No. okay. No. Cool.
0: But, Very uh, cool. they saw
2: different things too.
0: Yeah, we had a lot of things. Uh, when With we the bobber, yeah, the they, bobber's falling off, they do that. And then we had, we were in the attic and they had the voice box going, and, and somebody kept saying, Go to maid's room, maid's room. And then they asked, Should we go to the maid's room? And they said, Yeah. And then when they went to the maid's room, there was all kinds of activity and they use that camera that shows the, the stick men and all that. Mm-hmm. And and there was like three figures in there de- moving around the room and everything. So uh, they were pretty impressed with everything that happened. In fact, yeah. besides them and some other people that have been there, they said that have been back several times. They say the nice thing about coming to this house is there's always something that happens.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not like, the one guy said, "You know, we go some places and sit eight, ten hours, and it's just nothing." They said, "We come here; we know something will happen. It, it mm-hmm. almost always does." So,
3: mm-hmm.
0: so there's a lot of activity in the house that uh, is interesting to people that can see it. I just mm-hmm. have to listen. <laughs> mm-hmm. And when people like you come in, and then you, we, we get to experience it.
2: Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Well, we have blown past our break, but we need to do that. So stick with us. This is The Gathering Radio Show right here on the ParaX Radio Network.
0: As you go about your daily life,
3: look closer.
1: Every year across America, a staggering 4.2 million youth are homeless or trafficked. Covenant House is the national leader providing safe housing
0: for youth 50 years strong. Every youth who walks into Covenant House gets clean clothes, hot meals, medical care, and a safe place to sleep. So look closer
1: at Covenant House and help us fight youth homelessness. To help or get help, go to
0: CovenantHouse.org. Are you haunted by shadow people in the middle of the night? Do you secretly love all things creepy and spooky enjoying ghost stories and horror fiction from the best storytellers? Do
2: you have a true ghost experience you want to share, but no one will believe you?
0: If yes, listen to the professionals on What Are You Afraid Of? Horror Paranormal Show, Friday nights at 9 p.m. on ParaX Radio and at www.whatareyouafraidofpodcast.com. What Are You Afraid Of? What
2: what are you are afraid afraid of, of on para, para
0: X. X. Our creepy and demented hosts are on call to provide you with all your spooky needs with true ghost stories, interviews, indie music, and new horror fiction. We are ready, are you ready to, to scare to you. Para-X.
2: Are you looking for a supernatural radio show that is informative and fun? A show with topics such as ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic energy, spirits, cryptids, and more, hosted by paranormal investigators with years of investigations under their belts? Then look no further than the calling 2.0 powered by the Sim Crew, hosted by Paranormal Investigator Jerry and Psychic Medium Valentina along with others. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on the Parax radio network.
0: For everything paranormal, Para-X.
1: To the Gathering Radio Show on the Para-X Radio Network. And we have Pete and Sarah from the Christie House Museum with us tonight. We've been hearing about the history of the Christie House and even some paranormal that's happened at the Christie House. So thanks for being with us, you guys.
0: You're welcome. Thanks for
3: having us.
1: Absolutely. And I have to say, Pete, before we went to commercial break, you were talking about uh, some of the other folks that have said they're never disappointed at the Christie house. And I will echo that statement. When we were there last year, it was definitely an interesting place and definitely some interesting activity was happening there. And we didn't really have to try hard at all to, you know, nothing not that you have to try to investigate, but Sometimes you just pull out all the equipment and try all the tricks to get something to happen and we really didn't have to do that when we were there last year so that was that was nice because it was just happening and uh yeah we I've posted some of the the videos that we got that had some pretty clear things happening when we were there I've posted those on our our Facebook page and that's what makes me want to go back and investigate again because I want to see, you know, what else they can do because I also think, you know, that they like their people. The spirits like their, their familiars there. So I, I know when we were there, there was definitely interaction with the people that uh, were with us from the board that were investigating with us. They had quite a bit of activity themselves while we were investigating. So I thought that was interesting because maybe the spirits that are there know them. And so they feel comfortable, you know, kind of interacting because there's people there that they know and trust. So they're more likely to interact. What do you think about that?
0: Well, I I think that they do. And, you know, like Edith, who was Dr. Christie's daughter, Dr. George Christie's, that she died at eight years old of, uh, what was it?
3: Pancreatitis.
0: Pancreatitis and septic-
3: septicemia.
0: Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people see her in the house and uh, and she likes, she's shy, like you'd expect an eight-year-old girl to be, but she likes to come and see what's going on in the house and interact with the people that are, are visiting especially when we have the night tours or we have the paranormal things going on. And, and a lot of people see her, you know, peeking around the corner or uh,
3: over the banister of the stairs. She likes to kind of sneak around and look. Um, She also likes, she thinks it's funny to move things. So there was a tour and a key was in one location in her bedroom and very prominent location the tour kind of went through, came out and when they came back through the key was on a different dresser and somebody overheard on one of the pieces of equipment well it looks like it was moved and they hear they heard her say i moved it i think it's funny wow and so that's that's one and so she's very engaged in the house she likes the activity she also is someone who you can hear When we're in the house, if we're there for a board meeting or we're cleaning or doing something, you can hear movement upstairs, like footprints, like somebody's moving upstairs.
1: That's awesome.
2: Yeah. So Mm -hmm. she's very engaged in the house. Mm -hmm. So you've had experiences there yourself? I have, yes. Mm -hmm. Um,
3: I get more of the, like, I know something's there. I don't, I've never seen anything, but you know how you get the hair on the back of your neck? stands up and you're like I feel like something's behind me. That's the that's the vibes I get.
2: Mhm. Well, that
1: counts for yes. sure. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, not everybody is going to have a full body operation like Pete. Yeah. No, no. no right?
3: Dr. Christie and the
0: <laughs> Well, you know, the thing with Dr. George Christie too is that I was listening to a show one time when I was driving up and there was it was about ghosts and stuff and this one guy from professor was on he said well you know nobody's ever taken a picture of a ghost and i was thinking before i was president but there was a group that did a tour there a paranormal group and they were taking pictures with their camera and stuff and when they developed or they developed them all and everything there was a picture a doctor george's face in the mirror in in the living room and mm-hmm. There's no pictures of Doctor George Christie anywhere in that whole area there, and and I was thinking, well, obviously, we got a picture of one, <laughs> because whoever was taking the pictures, it, his face was in the mirror when they took the picture. So,
1: that's awesome. Do you have that photo?
0: Uh, you know what, I don't, but I know somebody that does. So,
1: oh, that'd be fun to see it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: That's great. Yeah, it's they're definitely there and. I just yeah, I'm excited to get back. We there was a couple of times where I mean we clearly saw or heard things happening in the moment. You know, it it wasn't even one of those investigations where you hear it or see it after the fact. I mean, some of it we got after when we were going through review, but some of it was happening right in front of us. You know, we could hear walking, we could hear talking, we could hear music, we could hear movement. Um, and then, like Sarah, you're feeling things where you're just doing your thing, nothing, nothing's happening. And then the hair on the back of your neck stands up like straight and you yeah. know something yeah. has changed. Yeah. And yeah, so it's just, it's a really, really cool place. And then to be in an environment like that, that is so beautiful it's such a nice change of pace compared to like, Mm -hmm. you know, dirty prisons (laughs) or something (laughs) like
0: that. So
1: it's lovely to investigate Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, You know, and, and one thing that, that people that have visited the house on for paranormal things have found that is that the the spirits in the house or ghosts or whatever, they, they enjoy the music from the Victrola and, uh, There seems to be an area of the living room that's very active. And uh, when you play music on the Victrola, it seems like, you know, there's more activity when the music's going on. And uh, one time, one of the tour guys was there with uh, a psychic and a paranormal person from California. And uh, he says, you know, a lot of goofy stuff happens in the house when I'm in doing tours. And he said I had them in there, and I was telling them about the Victrola, and they said, "Well, play, play a record then." So they put it on, and they were playing by the light of the silvery moon. And he said that night I could see shadows when I was playing it, moving around the living room, and the parlor room. And about two months after that happened, the record disappeared, and we haven't seen it since. So. I don't know where it went wow. to, but, but it was, uh, and he said, you know, I see, I feel and see stuff happening, but this was so real that night. It was, it was just unbelievable. he said it was the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen, so.
1: Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. And we were actually looking for that record last year and nobody could find it. So, yeah. but you know, it's interesting. I wonder if it's someday it'll show up. I was going to say, it'll probably
2: turn up when you least expect it. Yeah, it's in some alternate dimension for now. It is, for sure. Do you have a lot of investigations or do you just have mostly tours? Like investigators will come and tour it and have a look.
0: We have mostly tours. And then we have people that contact us that are interested in coming to do an investigation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, It's it's a part of the house Mm -hmm. and it makes the house unique, Mm -hmm. you know? So I, I, uh, it's, it's nice to have people come in and do it and, and tell us things about, and a lot of times we find out things about the house that we never knew. Yep. When people are doing the investigations and then, did you know this? And it's like, no, we didn't know that. And somebody that, you know, comes forth to the investigators or says something tells them something that we were were not even aware of so so it's it's nice to get that information because it helps build and increase the history of the house that that, that we didn't know about
1: mm-hmm. and you guys have some opportunities now to come and do some investigating or participate in some paranormal activities why don't you uh, share about uh, share what you have coming up
3: Sure. So we have two really exciting events coming um, in the next um, two months. So the first event is on Saturday, September 23rd. Um, Heidi and her and her team will be there to um, do an investigation with um, the the team. And so what they'll do is um, arrive at six o'clock and there'll be actually a historical tour for those who aren't familiar with the house or it's your first time there. And we'll do a history a history tour, um, and then there'll be uh, it's about a two hour, about a two hour tour, and then a break, and then we will come back and do a paranormal investigation with with Heidi, um, and her team, and see what what comes up, and and kind of move around the house. And then the second event is actually on Halloween, so we were lucky to um, get Heidi and her team's time on Halloween. So we have two times. One at 630 and then one at nine, we're going to be doing seances. So, um, and that one is a dress to impress. And so there is a gift for the best dressed. And so come in your best period attire. So if you think 20s flappers or top hats or, you know, use your imagination. And we're trying to see what comes out that night, especially on All Hallows Eve. And it should be fun. I'm excited.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Absolutely. And these are
3: these are fundraising events because that's how you guys
1: stay afloat, right? Mm -hmm. Correct. So Mm -hmm. and this is really the only time you're going to be able to get in and investigate is through these events. Correct. So
3: so it's a it's a hundred dollars a person um, and that um, guarantees your spot um, for the either the seance is 100 or the um, investigation on the 23rd. Um, and yes, to your point, it is a it's a fundraiser. Um, this is how we pay to keep things um, in good shape at the house. Um, we're actually doing a big fundraiser right now for a new roof, um, so that's something that's really important. And we have to stick with the historical um, guidelines, so we have to put on a special roof, which, as you can imagine, is a little more costly. So those are things that, yep, are very important mm-hmm. to us. Is that we stay with the. Um, with the house and the guidelines and what we're expected with the historical society as well. So there's certain rules with that. So we have to make sure that um, we're not going off and doing something different and keeping mm-hmm. with the, the the character of the house and the charm.
1: Yeah. And that's, awesome. that's what makes it so special is because it's, it's maintained in this style. So, um, and now the, the Christie house is a nonprofit, correct?
3: Correct. Yep.
1: So what's cool about that, if you're an investigator, is not only are you you helping with this fundraiser, you get to do an investigation and you get to write off your ticket, mm-hmm. right? Because it's a nonprofit. So as an investigator, that's like a triple win, right?
0: Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a good thing. And and you know, the these old houses aren't cheap to keep up. And you know, when you keep them up, you have to do it in the way they were built or they lose their historic value. And because this is on the National Historic Register, it has to be kept the way it was when it was built. So yeah. it uh, it takes quite a bit to keep it up. And a few years ago we put put heat in the house again because we it used to have radiator heat and they weren't drained properly and, and they cracked. So – Now we have forced air in the house and air conditioned so we can control the temperature because there's a lot of historical things there and a lot of old books and, uh,
3: medical journals, medical
0: journals. And, uh, uh, there's a, uh, the doctors kept a log of, of, uh, herbal recipes that they use to treat, uh, different things ailments. ailments and skin things and everything. And, and, uh, you know, things like that are in the house plus their journals. And before we, they, when the house would get cold in the winter, we'd get a lot of more cracks in the plaster and that. So now we have to keep it, we keep it heated all winter so we don't have those problems with the structure of the house cracking and, and falling apart. So.
2: Mm-hmm. so so how far is Long Prairie from the metro area, for example?
0: It's about an hour and 45 minutes. They're so doable. Yeah, you just Applaus. you go up ninety four to sock Center and and head north for like nineteen miles and you're right in town. And uh, there's you know right across if if you come to the to the Christie House to see it, save yourself a little time because the first mem- mem- or the the only memorial to the original flag raising at Iwo Jima is right across the street. So. That's a pretty awesome thing to see, too. So, uh, you know, you can can take some time Mm -hmm. to look at that, too, if you want to mill Mm -hmm. around and and look at it. So there's a helicopter and a tank and and uh, a big mural that was just repainted and all the landscaping's been redone. So it's uh, it's pretty impressive.
2: And how did they happen to get it in Long Prairie, Minnesota?
0: Just do you have a lot of
2: veterans there?
0: Well, there are a lot of veterans there, but what happened was the banker in town wasn't able to be in the service.
2: Oh, oh, and okay.
0: So he felt he should do things for to honor military people, mm-hmm. and uh, so he uh, he heard that one of the original flag rais- raisers lived in Little Falls. And this person's name was Charles Lindbergh, but he's not even religious related to Charles Lindbergh, the pilot. And uh, so then in talking to him, they decided they were going to do this memorial. And then while they were doing it, my mother was a World War II Army nurse in Europe. And uh, so and she was quite active in the community and in the state and everything and, and doing in veterans things. So then he decided, well, we're going to do a memorial to women and military, too. Love it. So, so now, besides the memorial to the original flag raising, there's also a memorial to the women in the military, and my mother's pictures there. So, so that's that's kind of how that that came about. And uh, so, and then he did another one, I think in Saint Cloud or something. But but he was quite active in in uh, promoting veterans and what they get what they'd given for our country.
2: Mm-hmm. I like it. That's yeah, cool. that's
1: phenomenal. That is very and it, cool. You know, it's it's cool because I stumbled upon Long Prairie quite a few years ago, and I had never been through it, not that I recall. But I, there was a lot. There's a lot of great towns very close. You know, within a half an hour drive. There's some. There's some really cool stuff. And so, you know, I'd been driving around during a different event and saw it. And there's one place that we all, all of us in the car, we were doing this little like mini road trip for the day. And we saw the, the Christie house and we were going, Oh, we gotta get in here. This place is awesome. And we went up on the porch and we stood there for a second and we realized it wasn't open and but we stood there and we could just feel the vibes coming from the outside, you know, from inside to outside. And we went, oh, yeah, this place is haunted. This place has activity. And um, it wasn't open. No one was around to ask. But um, so it's interesting that, you know, a couple of years later, uh, we get contacted by your board and said, hey, let's do some paranormal stuff for the community so that other people can participate in this and i 'm like you've got to be kidding me. this is the place that I saw that I wanted to I want to get in there, and it did not disappoint for sure so but this is a fun way for people to get acquainted with the Christie house, have a a fun evening or even a weekend if you want to hang around in central Minnesota, checking out all sorts of you know history or fun you know activities uh, it 's just one more thing to do to add to your list of of fun things for fall activities, fall paranormal activities um, and a little
0: bit of history. And and we have great fall colors up there because there's a lot of maple trees. So you can imagine how I would think by the time we have the September, uh, it'll be, be, they'll really start turning, especially this year because it's been Mm -hmm. so dry. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And, uh, uh, we also have a big Amish community up there and, uh, there's a Todd County Museum, which is a treasure in itself. So there, there's a lot of things to see and do just in the Long Prairie area that uh, uh, for, it's worth the for, trip. for people, if they want to come up, mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely worth the trip to come up to the area and, and check things out.
1: Fantastic. Cool. Yeah. How do they, How do they get a hold of you?
0: Well, we're on Facebook. Sarah probably covered this better
3: than me. <laughs> um, so we're on Facebook, um, and if you ever want to visit us online, we're at www.christyhome.org.
0: There Christyhome.org,
1: easy enough. Yeah, we'll yeah. put that in our yep. chat room too, Absolutely. and on our Facebook page. Yep.
3: Yeah,
0: and and if you just Google Christy House Museum, yep. it it comes, up, it comes up. So, and we have right.
3: our, our latest and greatest events on the the page. Um, we have, um, somebody who does a phenomenal job keeping our events up to date on the website, as well as our Facebook page.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and it's Christy and, with an IE, not with a Y. Correct.
0: Yep. Because people might if, be if people want a tour, they can go on the website and set it up. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we do two, We used to have the house open for tours all the time, but the, the traffic wasn't, didn't, you know, make Orange. up for mm-hmm. what we were paying for the tour guide to sit around. Right. So, so now we, uh,
3: you can just, request tours online. You too.
0: can request a tour online, and, and tour guide will get back to you and set up an appointment to meet you there.
2: Very cool. Very cool. I love it. Sounds like fun. Um, so I'm just going to take a minute to advertise for our sibling radio show, The Calling 2.0. And this week, Valentina has been actually touring the East Coast. She's up in Maine right now, but she was in Salem, Heidi, and she was at, like, all those crazy which places, you know? So, it'll be exciting to hear what she has to talk about tomorrow night, and that is at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the Para X Radio Network. So, I think it's interesting that she's up in Maine. She is. and a couple weeks ago,
1: she I know lives in Florida, right? And there's a hurricane in Florida. <laughs> another one is coming, in and now Maine. she goes to Maine, and there's a hurricane heading her way. What is with her and
2: hurricanes? I, I think <laughs> it's her energy, maybe, you know, because she's such a whirlwind. Yeah, maybe. And maybe it's just kind of following. Like attracts like. Could be. Crazy. I don't know.
1: <laughs> you said Maine them like you, no way. <laughs>
2: I know, right? I saw that hurricane. I'm like, oh, God, she's up there now, and that hurricane is going to go there. And sure enough. Oh, you know, well, hopefully it's all good. So yeah, I'm not, sure. Oh, goodness. Goodness. Well.
1: Is- Let's see here. So, any any last things uh, that we want to talk about regarding the Christie House? It's been very interesting having you guys on tonight. Mm-hmm. So, thank you.
0: Mm-hmm. Anything
1: else that we need to know about the Christie House?
0: You know, I, it's just a great place to visit, and we'd love to have whoever is listening come come to the paranormal activities or the seance, or if you just want to come and visit the house, or. If you want to help us support the place, you can go online and we have memberships available uh, or you can donate to the Christie House and to keep it going because uh, it's a very special place. And I think if you haven't been there before and you visit it, you, you're going to see why why we really enjoy being a part of it and, and keeping mm-hmm. it going.
2: Now, are you both going to be involved in these activities coming up?
0: We will. Yes. Good.
2: Yay.
1: It's going to be fun. I'm excited. Again, I just, I can't wait. And if you want something fun, paranormal, you guys have to check this out because this is it now for the year. These are the last, last pieces. So it's a fundraiser. You get to write it off. You get to do some paranormal investigating, some history. It's just, it's a triple win. Mm -hmm. So you have to check it out. Absolutely. So go to their webpage and sign up. Absolutely. Well, this has been loads of fun having you all on, and uh, so thanks for being with us. We'll put your website again on our Facebook page as well so that people know how to get a hold of you, Mm -hmm. and uh, we'll share afterwards. I'll be talking about everything that happened during these events. I'll be talking about it probably on our next Paranormal Smorgasbord after after the events. We'll talk about it on our show here, Mm -hmm.
2: so I can't wait to see what all happens. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun to hear. Maybe if you have some EVPs, you can share those. I mean, seances bring out the craziest things. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like the spotlight is on and all the spirits come. I mean, it is something that, that I used to a lot in, in my paranormal work. So Mm -hmm. it's fun. It's very fun. It's very cool. It's just another tool we use. So people shouldn't be afraid. People shouldn't be
1: afraid. I think the the dressing and period dress for the Halloween seances, it'll be interesting to see what that triggers because yeah. how could it not? If people show up in all different types of period dress, that's got to create some kind of activity, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. that alone. So, think. yeah, for sure. that should be fun. And it's fun because it's Halloween and you get to dress Halloween. up and mm-hmm. you get to go to a seance, like for mm-hmm. real. This mm-hmm. is,
2: who wouldn't want to do it. that? Love it, love it. So, well, you guys, thank you so much for being on. I know the music's going to start playing shortly, which means it's time for us to hang up.
0: <laughs> well, thank you. We appreciate well, you having us. Thank you so much for having us, and we yeah. hope we get a lot of people come and enjoy because you never know what to expect when when the paranormal mm-hmm. people come at the house. But mm-hmm. uh, our experience is it's it's been great, always mm-hmm. been great. And there's some people that that uh, you know they don't. They don't experience what everybody else does, but some people really have, uh, things really happen that, that uh, mm-hmm. they, en- they enjoy or get shook up or whatever. Yep, so. yep, <laughs>
2: yeah. Awesome. Well, well thank, thank you. you. again, And thank you, everyone, for listening tonight. And certainly the troops, if there's some out there having listened tonight, thank you for listening and, and thank you for your service. And please be safe. Absolutely. And everybody in the chat room, and we had quite a few people in the chat room,
1: and they were very non-chatty tonight. I know, because I think they're just taking it all in, all of this amazing information. So thanks for being in the chat room and just hanging out with us. And everybody out there listening, wherever you are, thank you so much for tuning into our show. We love having you with us around the metaphysical table. Uh, Sarge, most amazing producer on the planet. Thanks so much for pulling this all together once again. And Para X Radio Network, thank you so much for hosting us. We love being here. And take care,
2: everybody. Make it a good week. Bye-bye.